1: This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, torg <music>
0: Ball sends it over to Edward Robles, go, Sir Dame FC! What is up, everybody? I am your host Hector Flores, and with me, as always, is my other host of the show and my best friend Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Man, so a little bit earlier, was just decided to start singing oh, to Billy Jean heard. from Michael Jackson. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Had some soul in him, which, which he had that when he was singing Frozen. I'm telling you, it's Michael Jackson compared to the if lady you say, who sings don't, How dare you speak poorly of Indina Menzel? I, I didn't speak poorly. I just said it's, it's the lady. That woman has the voice of an angel. I can agree with that. I just don't think I can match that. <laughs> anyway, so Edward is officially uh, the favorite uncle of his niece. Uh, Arya, please don't listen to him. He's lying. I am not your favorite uncle. Jose is always and forever. Yeah, but Jose didn't sing Frozen. I'm um, pretty
1: damn sure he can, though. Well, he didn't. But he can. There's a difference maker right there. Yeah. Anyways, so we are now
0: episode 10, the messy episode, the messy. and Edward is wearing his messy jersey.
1: Hey, yeah. I have to. Yeah. Gotta represent that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he also, he also had
0: a pretty good week, so I mean, you can't.
1: Can't take that away from
0: that guy. Yeah, exactly. Dude's a beast. Dude's a monster. I I mean, he is the goat
1: for a reason. I mean, I also believe Cristiano Ronaldo is also the goat. So, two goats. And Slatan is the lion. Does that mean that the lion butchers the goats? Would you make an argument that maybe Slatan should deserve to be in that conversation? Nah. I'm
0: sorry. No. He's pretty badass, though. He'll be the lion. He'll he'll be the the, the lion in the Badlands over there, like in Lion King. He's Scar. Yeah, he'll be Scar. (laughs) Wait, is he Scar or Kovu? No, he'll be Scar. Kovu's too young. Kovu. Who's Kovu? Kovu? I have no idea. For all you people who don't know who Kovu is, that's from Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. So, yeah. Everybody's like, "What the fuck's going on?" This was a <laughs> this podcast like... about soccer, and or is this a Disney appreciation? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And if you notice it, I'm not the one bringing it up. Hector's bringing it up. So yeah, you you just basically compares Aladdin to Scar. I mean, I mentioned Frozen, but you mentioned Scar. Yeah. So let the record show we both mentioned oh, Disney.
1: Uh, you anyway, you mentioned maybe. a sequel. Exactly. <laughs> now nah, I don't know the rest of the other ones. All right. So. Here is my little discussion before we get going with this show. Obviously in U S, there's two
0: completely different spectrums when we, when we talk about soccer. Obviously we have the women's national team who will win world cups. I mean, yeah.
1: and then you have the men's national team where, well, they're just there. Yeah. So, so Edward, my question for you is
0: what is, what's the difference between the, U.S. Men's National Team and the U.S. Women's National Team. Maybe it's the training. I don't know. Because honestly, women's show a lot more success. They have more wins. They have World Cup wins. They haven't missed a World Cup that I know of. I mean, the Women's National Team is um, to me is the standard in soccer, in women's soccer at least. But they're really- the they're the they're the top dogs in, in women's soccer. Yeah, but if you look at it too, you also got Germany, even China, dude. China is winning Japan. Team. Oh yeah, Japan. Oh, I'm so sorry for all my Japanese people out there. I'm so sorry. No, I mean in in women's soccer, but you definitely know for sure that all eyes are on on the U.S. I mean, yeah, whenever it's the U.S., you also I, I feel like maybe the women's team is underappreciated compared to the men's team because they're expecting the men to come out and do everything and everything like carry. US men's national team the US national team in general but then it's the women who actually come out on top. No, I completely agree man. I so my my th- my thought process is I think that there's just more of an opportunity for women in soccer here in the US cuz I mean if you if you really think about it for men's soccer it's some college there's not not all colleges offer men's soccer. Uh for starters, right? In in coll- in college women's soccer is basically in every school
1: that every college true. offers that women's
0: soccer so i think for sure the talent pool is definitely larger cuz i mean if you think about it like in like for the mls draft the reason why i'm not a big fan of the mls draft is just because these the guys that are going to college let's face it are not necessarily they had to go to college to compete in the next level for soccer whereas right. normally you you it's not shocking to hear a 15 year old signing a, a major deal with with a with a club, right? I... So you know, with me, out the way I view with men's college soccer, I just feel like they're just behind the curve. Like they're, they're just kind of like, maybe they weren't ready for pro yet, but they go to college, and to be honest, they're probably still not ready for pro. Some, I mean, Jordan Morris obviously is the the exception to the rule, but with women's soccer, I mean, it's just larger pool. There's a so you have a larger way to scout and find women players to the point where you've, I mean, most of them are, have done pretty well professionally. So now, and I mean, shout out to Mega Rapino, but she spoke her mind, like, recently saying that it's 2020 and now we're seeing women, you know, playing in, in Europe. Yeah. I mean, you see, you see a lot more women out there. Because, um, <clears throat> I mean, Real Madrid just started a women's soccer team, too. Yeah. So and I mean honestly, just in general, Spain, the the Spain national women's team is actually pretty damn good. Barcelona mm-hmm. has been having the women's team for a while now, mm-hmm. so I mean it's uh, they're they're freaking uh, to me. I've been I've been seeing some plays from but, them, but yeah, with all them. that with with that being said, though, obviously, like the talent pool for the women, I think is a little bit larger to where they can find more. There's more options to find players. Well, Whereas where you just have this sample size for men.
1: Yeah, but uh, also, you have to think about it. In my opinion, I'm not trying to downplay the women's teams or the women's soccer players, but you don't have a lot of, um, how do I put this? You don't have a name
0: like Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo out there in the women's team who does those kind of moves or those kind of plays. Yes, they score a lot, but to do the individual... You don't feel like an Alex Morgan or a, or a Martha? I mean, I they can do certain things. I just feel like they can't run the ball all the way from the backside. Like, I mean, I get that Son, argument, but like at the Son. end of it all, the women's national team is still the better product on the field. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm trying to get at. You have the Messi, you have the Ronaldo, you have the San, you have the Lewandowski. And if you look at it, it's like all over the place, all over the world. And so the pool is bigger for the men. You don't see that kind of product really coming out of the U.S. But then when it comes to the women, like you said, there's a lot more colleges. So I feel like the women have more chance to come out more developed. You literally only have one Martha. I mean, think about it. Back in the day, you had Mia Ham. And the Mia Ham is from the U.S. So there's no, there was no comparison at that time for women's soccer literally all over the world. Me and Han was like the one on the Weed's box, the one on the commercials, the one everywhere, poster you name it. That's who girls were looking up to at the time. And meantime, while we were growing up, we had uh, El Fenomeno Ronaldo, we had Ronaldinho, all the, basically all the Brazilian players. And I know you hated him, Landon Donovan, in yeah. the US. Uh, in Germany, uh, for goalkeeper, we had um. Come on. Khan. Khan we had Oliver Khan. We had Miroslav Klose. We we had um I mean, even though he's recent, fairly recent, but he was starting out, Mesut Sil, um, for Spain, you had Raul. So you have all these big names in the men's team. And the women's team, you had, like I said, Mia Ham back in the day. But now you have a bigger pool in the US soccer team because they had that very first product that everybody basically just looked up to and started doing that. You don't see U.S. soccer players coming out and being like, all right, Ronaldo can do this, I'm going to try that. Messi can do this, I'm going to do that. Messi trained this way, I'm going to train that way. Ronaldo trained this way, I'm going to do that. You don't see that
1: passion, to me, in my opinion, in the men's national team in the colleges.
0: No, for sure. I mean... I mean, aside from it all, just the fact that, like, I just think the women's national team have just done it better. Yeah, like whatever they, whatever that was, I, I still say that they do have at least a larger talent pool, home base side. I guess you could say they have a larger depth, for sure. I, I I completely agree with that. I just think the more opportunities, the better. I mean, to be honest, with a lot of American players, I mean, men at least for the men, for I mean, the best options are the youth academy. Yeah, it's always been the option. Yeah, and some of them. I mean, unfortunately, we have pay to play here in the U.S. So it's either take a you know, a fam- your family taking a big, big chunk of change out of their out of their bank accounts to make sure you go out there and play for those youth academies, or you somehow hope to God that you get discovered by some team in Europe and you go to their academies. I mean, it's happened. I mean, we see- we saw that with Christian Pulisic, saw that with Weston McKennie, we saw that with Chris Richards. We've seen that happen before, but let's face it. I mean, when we think about professional sports in general, what is it? You play high school, right? Then you go to college. If you're good enough, you go to college. If you're good enough in college, then you go pro. I mean, we see that with the NBA. We see that with the NFL. We see that, well, Major League Baseball, you can actually come straight out of high school. Yeah. But I mean, you there's obviously at the end of it all, they all have this large talent pool. And, and I don't think you have that with the at least with men's soccer initially. Because I mean, I don't think that they could do the same thing with the NFL where You can go to college and then go and then make it pro because I just think you're at that point. You're 23. You're you're 24. You know you're you're at an age where you should, at this point, at least have developed yourself to be a starter, or at least a super sub. But you're not. You're still trying to earn your spot on a team.
1: I mean, like I said, it's just you
0: got all these big names to compete with, and in the men's.
1: But that's that's even saying within
0: the MLS. Like just pointing out the the way that. The, the journey for an american soccer player yeah, i mean that's true and then that's- whereas uh, the journey for a women's soccer player obviously high school they 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 they're the nfl players basically yeah. just not highly not as paid but i mean obviously they go to high school they go to college after that obviously they go pro i mean the nwsl just barely you know returned i mean well the nwsl just became a thing not that long ago yeah. so now they have the nwsl but then it was just going out there and finding a club to play for and and the things I've I've seen and I played with and against uh, in co-ed, like indoor soccer t- leagues, bro. Some of these girls, I was like, damn, they play better than I do. Shit, I was, that is all because you didn't learn the basics. But no, but I mean, like, they are the ones that actually juke. They do the the feints. They they actually play. I, I very think well. also with and, more and more that you're seeing. Women killing it in soccer. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude. hands down. Not only, not only just in, in professional level, but then obviously you have the influencer Lisa Freestyles, uh, the, the French Instagram. Oh, Lisa Freestyle? Influ- yeah. The, the influencer. I mean, seeing her, you know, chop up and juke up, you know, just some random, some random person in, in the, in like France. I mean. Or even when she came to LA. She ended up What's crazy to me is she was she played for PSG. She was part of PSG's youth academy. Youth U- academy. I think she maybe played some professional, but she decided to. She just decided to do the freestyle thing. Yeah, I mean, she's still very young. So, I mean, yeah, she still is. She can still get picked up, but she focuses more on the uh not the fundamentals, as somebody would say. <sighs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure she has it. Anyways, you know when you master you master something, then you get to do the next higher thing. Yeah, she got to do the. She mastered that part first before she started be, being that, a freestyle futsal, futsal queen.
1: I was, I was. I was the opposite. I think I still am. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still do everything like freestyle flair. Then basics is like a, a
0: freaking in another planet to me. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. So essentially, I just think that there's more. Definitely, there's more out there of of players that girls can, young you know, young women can see. And be like, you know, now we have Alex Morgan. Now we have Megan Rapinoe, We have Tobin Heath. We have, uh, Christian Press. I mean, some people may, may argue with that one, but you all, you, ha- you're seeing more and more women players just killing it. And then the fact that you see Roosevelt and, and Mewis and playing in Manchester City, playing for Manchester United. Yeah. It's a little, it seems like this should have been done a lot sooner, but you know what? They were able, able to help lift the NWSL. So. I may, some people may, may look at it at some negative, but for me, I think what was better was the fact that they were able to help lift up the stuff and show that they have a legitimate home league that can also help continue the development that these colleges have been able to do to make sure that these girls stay at that top level where, where the, the U.S. women's national team will continue to dominate in, in at least in the women's world sphere.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I agree with you there. I mean there's no reason to deny that at all. But at the end of it all man, men's
0: national team step your game up or at least pay the women more than know what the men's national team gets <laughs> cuz I mean, that's basically we we should be putting more of our attention to the women's national team not so much with the US men's nation, until they prove us wrong. But for right now the women have been the standard. They've been the queens of of the world numerous occasions back to back now which I mean back to back world cup champions that's Pretty difficult to do. Oh yeah. And I'm here waiting for you to say that queen thing you always
1: say. What? Whenever you mention uh Ale Gomez Alejandra? You oh always, it the Goal Queen? Yeah. You talking about the the queen I don't know what the I don't know what that had to do with anything but Because you said the Queens of
0: Soccer, so I'm here thinking in my mind, he's gonna say it, he's gonna say it, he's gonna say but it. You said it. I I don't even know exactly how you say it. You're the one that does it perfectly, and you even do the finger snap and everything. I, didn't, I don't. When have I ever done that? They can't see it, but you've done it. <laughs> when have I done that? I usually just say "go off, queen." No, but you do. You do it. You just don't know it. And right bro. now, you're paying attention to what that you're noise, doing. You no, I have never snapped my fingers. No, no, you've done it. <laughs> Sometimes you haven't. Even, maybe you haven't even snapped it, but you did the little roulette thing, whatever. They do. When have, I'm always either having my phone on one hand and then the other one goes. I can't even snap with my left hand. What do you mean? What do you talk about? No, you have, you changed your phone right now. You had it on there you go. That's how you do it. That, that, that. I don't do anything when I say go off queen. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. But yes, he's a go-off queen kind of guy. <laughs> anyway, so we got a big show ahead of us. We obviously have some headlines. We're gonna have some recaps. We are going to preview the MLS Cup playoffs and then obviously have player of the week, preview some games for this upcoming week, and wrap it up with some would you rather's and apparently me making a hand motion whenever I say go off queen is what was going to happen. He's going to, he's, he's not going to do it this time. He's I've never attention. done it. He's, he's paying attention to his hand movement right now. He's literally, <laughs> is, it he's, he's to, is it safe to say you're stupid? Hmm? Oh, it's, it's, it's so safe to say that, but I, I know you are stupider than I am. And then
1: you're going to start with stupidest and then it's like, it's just going to keep going. So let's just move on. Oh, God, you're 6 one no one, sir. <laughs> Touche. Oh. <laughs> like I said, yeah.
0: Okay, let's get let's get going with these headlines. All right, all right, man. So the first headline, and this is this is episode ten. This is the messy episode. And why why don't we start things off with Messi? Messi got benched, yes, and he so, so he was he was on the bench for the game against Real Betis. Um, apparently, he was not fit to start. I mean, I think if you didn't know what was going on, obviously you would think that maybe Coleman was tired of messy shit and then (laughs) finally decided to punish him in some way. Or maybe the fact that, you know what, Messi has been playing a lot of games. Maybe it's time for him to rest. It was just weird to see, like, Conrad De La Fuente and then Messi. Like, you you expect De La Fuente to ride the bench. But, I mean, there's Messi. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I read an article... uh stating that Coleman actually said in the interview, like, they asked him, of course, you know, why did Messi get benched? Well, apparently, Messi came off with a wiggle or a wobble, whatever you want to call it, a little knock, uh, off of the, the animal kiev game, um, off the Champions League game, after the ga- after the match, after the game itself, like, he, he felt, I guess he didn't feel like he was 100%, that he felt like a small little tweak, maybe. You know, after you run, Maybe you feel a certain thing on your knee or your ankle or even, hell, even your back sometimes. And at that point, you know, you're just kind of like, should I do a workout? Should I go run again? You know, you kind of question it. And maybe that was one thing that Messi probably did ask Coleman. Said, hey, Hey, boss, you know, like, do you mind if I sit the bench this time? I don't feel like Raul Betis is a a threat. So maybe he did ask him. Not exactly 100% sure on that one. But that's what Coleman stated uh, when they asked him that, like, why did Messi ride bench, and he was like, "Well, he wasn't feeling 100. percent He had a little wiggle, you know, on his leg, so he just didn't want to risk it." I mean, do you really want to risk your best player on the team? You know, that's no, no, fair. I mean, he ends up he ends up playing anyways. Yeah, I mean, I was, he comes off he comes off and ends up scoring two goals. That dummy was a beauty. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get a little bit we'll talk a little bit more about that, but but yeah. So I mean, it was just crazy to think that. I, what was the last time Messi was benched? I think maybe number nineteen. The number nineteen days, uh, Messi. No, it, it's been recent. It's same same aspect. It's like they're playing the team. I, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, rest, but it's just kind of it's something that like you you just don't really see. Well, I guess with all the all the stuff that's going on with the whole talking of, Messi I, think being unhappy, I think definitely, I think definitely that kind of makes you question the reasoning behind. Yeah, it. that's. I think that's more of a bigger. The statement, I guess, the bigger the statement, statement is just the fact that all the all the drama that's been going on with Barcelona, with Messi's displeasurement, with the way they treated Louis, like everything is kind of like oh you know where's the big story and here? Then, and then coming back into, it, the but it, also it's just weird to see Messi not starting. Yeah. yeah, like I mean I know it happens. Like Messi does get, I mean the man needs rest. I mean he's human after all. Yeah, he,
1: he <laughs> you yeah. know even
0: though he's superhuman, but he's, he's not a robot. I mean, so I mean. He's awkward, so he could be a robot. But I mean, like... No, I mean, you know, he definitely was due for rest. I think Rob Betts was clearly the right matchup to do it for, but clearly he had to come in and, and save the day for the team.
1: No, bro, I'm telling you, man. He had to.
0: But, uh, but I mean, you know...
1: Secure those three points.
0: Maybe, maybe arrest the is that even scarier Messi. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the thing. Remember, remember what happened with Atletico Madrid.
0: When Atletico... It was a while back. I think maybe it was a few years ago when Antoine Griezmann was still in Atletico Madrid and uh, Messi was actually on the bench. And then when they scored, Messi was warming up. And they actually asked El Cholo, like, why didn't you celebrate the goal that you scored? And Cholo was like, because I saw Messi warming up. He's like, He was like, I'm not about to celebrate and say yes right in his face when he's warming up right next to me. And I was like, uh, Messi is Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, no, and then, no. And then the thing is, he came no. in and actually played no, plays and saying. everything, and scored and assisted, and uh, all Barcelona so, won that match. So the reason why I say this because the, the, obviously the last dance, the, the 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 whole documentary series where they followed the the the, the last year of the of the Bulls, which was yeah. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and all that. But what was just funny to me was like every single time something like. Didn't rub Michael Jordan the right way. He went off the next game. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. And, and what's so, wrong, like, what's, what's the the thing with that is like, whenever somebody would talk shit to Michael Jordan or they would say something behind his back while he was playing, if they were playing like the you know best of seven, the playoffs, he, the first game he'd be like, yeah, you know, like you're trash, and man, why are they always talking about this number twenty three? This dude's trash. Oh my God. He would be scoring like fifty points the next game. And everybody was just like, dude, this, they're like, and they even said they I think it was um just well, it was kinda, shouldn't say shit. You yeah. Talk was, shit. Uh, <laughs> fuck, what it's
1: was
0: it? Literally like Cat Williams, like little, shouldn't be talking shit. There was a there was a player apparently in the on the opposing team and they they knew Michael. And then when one of the rookies oh, came in and uh, was heard- talking shit, he was like, Man, this dude is nothing. Like He's not doing anything like, wow, I got him. I got him and he was blocking him and everything. But then when Michael was walking away, he started talking shit. This dude is nothing. This dude's garbage. Oh, the dude's like, you know what? His teammate came up and was like, you know what, Michael? I'm sorry. I apologize for this kid. While the game's going on, I apologize for this kid and just ignore him. He's a rookie. You know, he's a rookie. Oh, man. The next game, they fucking regretted that. They knew... That as soon as he heard this kid talk shit, he was like, All right. He didn't say anything to the kid or nothing at all. At the end of the game, he went up to the kid and was like, All right, who's talking shit now? Like, he scored, I don't know how many points on that game. And then the Bulls won that game, too. I'm pretty sure he also made made sure he got out of his way to make sure that guy was. Oh, yeah. No, he he made sure that he was getting, like, he was was going to that kid to make sure that he was guarding him. And then he would just cross him. So oh, I mean, Me- Me- Messi is soccer's Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, Messi doesn't talk it that much. Like he doesn't say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna talk shit to you. No, he shows it on the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean you can't really can't really argue with that about Messi, man. All right, man. So next headline. Alex Morgan. Everybody's Women Crush Wednesday. Everybody's I mean, Everything basically. I mean, I know that there's a bunch of dudes that are ready to risk it all for Alex Morgan. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, risk it all. So let's say they're in a happy relationship. They're basically ready to tie the knot and fucking drop every, like, like, let's say
1: they're about to buy a house and stuff. Do you really think they would drop it for Alex Morgan? There's guys that would be really <laughs> prepared well, to risk I, it all for her. I mean, I mean,
0: I, I find her really attractive. And, I mean, yeah. Would you, uh, would you risk it off for Alex Morgan? I don't have, I only have, I'm freaking, oh. I'm a single dad. What the fuck do I have? I don't have shit, bro. Yes, I, I would drop it. My, you would my, drop your kids? No, I wouldn't drop my kids. <laughs> I'd take them with me and I'd be like, hey, you know, I got two kids. You got one. What's up? We <laughs> got a big, happy family now. <laughs> <laughs> like my reaction? Hey, you know, I got two. You got but, one. What's but, up? Clearly you, you pointed out the fact that there is people really <laughs> prepared to risk it off for her. I, what do you mean risk it all? I'm not about to risk my kids. I don't know. Like, no, she's like I'm just saying. No, no. But I mean, like, you're really you're ready to drop everything and just <laughs> drop everything. I don't have anything to drop. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> why are you taking this way too, too Dave? You never heard the phrase
1: risk at all. <laughs> I've risked it all before, and look where that got me. Oh. Mm. yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. That's, your, that's on you, man. That's on, no one on told you to have twins. Asshole. <laughs> ah,
0: no, nobody, nobody asked for two of you. <laughs> yes, but apparently God did. <laughs> no, this is not me saying that you shouldn't have kids, okay? <laughs> Everybody calm down. But anyway, so Alex Morgan, she makes her return to soccer and her Tottenham debut after 15 months of not playing. And obviously it was because of her pregnancy that she had. But also, she had like a slight knee injury. Yeah. So she was also recovering from that. Yeah. So, but she played. um, And, you know, she came in at the 69th minute. (laughs) That's what she (laughs) said. But that's all that happened. I mean, there wasn't really nothing. So she didn't score no assists, no anything. Uh, So I ended up drawing 1 1 against Reading. All right. But great time to come in. Perfect. Nice time to come in.
1: Nice nice. But I mean We're what, childish. But I mean
0: what 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 does it say, man? It's just great to see Alex Morgan back out there obviously. Yeah. The face of women's soccer. And I mean and and of course, you know, Maybe maybe you can argue the face of soccer in general. I mean, she was in the cover of FIFA when I was 18.
1: So whatever 17? was
0: that? Whatever the, was the first year that they featured uh the women's. Ones.
1: Maybe it was 17 or 18. I think I have the game somewhere in the freaking pile of FIFAs that I have. Yeah, anyways. So there's that. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, another
0: big, big name player from the women's national team that's playing in Europe now. Obviously, we we, we kind of said it over and over again. of Like, who's playing over for Manchester City? Who's playing for Man U? And then you have Tottenham, who got Alex Morgan. I mean, this isn't the first time Alex Morgan went to europe obviously she played for olympic leon yeah at one point as well and then came back and then now back in europe again um but i mean no it's just great like she's i guess essentially the face right now for women's soccer aside with mega rapino um you know she's she's another
1: big face for would you for, compare to mia
0: hamm Alex morgan yeah I, I i'd say so i mean i think she's our our modern mia hamm i guess okay probably didn't ha- I don't think Mia Hamm ever had to ever got pregnant in the middle of her, <laughs> her career. Or maybe she did, I don't really know. But I mean it's that's amazing though for that, for you know for 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 Because I I know pregnancy takes a toll and especially uh for women. But I mean for her to, you know, get I mean, yeah, she had a little bit probably a little bit more time to recover and everything, especially with the whole having rehab from a knee injury. But to go back get go back into the game and just be able to play. And I mean, yeah, she came in as a substitute. She, but, she probably came in as but a don't, just to test herself out. But don't be surprised the next game, she's going to come out as a starter. So. Yeah. I mean, she wanted, I'm pretty sure they were probably testing her out real quick. And they asked her like afterwards, like, hey, how are you feeling? How's your knee? How's, how do you feel, you know, touching the ball? Like all kinds of stuff. Like, how do you feel in this, like, how does it feel after being wasted for so long? And
1: she's like, oh, I feel good or.
0: You know, ah, it's okay. I yeah. think, I think a lot of people are going to remember uh, Alex Morgan for the teacup goal celebration oh, that okay. she had in the World Cup.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that was her way of it saying I'm that, going to Disney
0: World. But she chopped some people. Like, I mean, she chopped some people in, in soccer. Remember Pretty the, damn sure the behind them. the back pass that like nutmeg the player? She, she, she can play. I mean, she's definitely, she, yeah, she's definitely uh, our gener. this generation's me and him for sure. I don't, I don't know I don't know oh, who would you who would you say is that maybe that argument for? I mean, you got it right. I mean, I feel the same way. Alex Morgan. Yeah. Cuz I mean, I would argue Rose
1: Lavelle, but she's, she's not as established as as Alex Morgan. But anyways. All right. So, there's that. all right. Sticking
0: with the US soccer, US Men's National Team, they had their calls recently and I got to say, man, I like this call up.
1: Yeah, and, I do too.
0: And uh, props to Gregor Halter. I mean, obviously, so things, the thing—the common factor of all these players is that they're all playing in Europe, except for one. Well, we'll get to that one. <laughs> but the reason why uh, Gregor Halter decided with this call up to be all uh, European-based players was because, well, obviously, he didn't want to interrupt with anything with the MLS Cup playoffs. Which is the reason why none of the MLS players are in this one. But it's kind of just crazy to see. Like, I, I think there there, there's some, they listed some players that maybe not many people knew were playing in, in, in Europe right now. Unless you are from, you are, you, you watch videos from young Americans abroad. Uh, it's a podcast that they literally all they do is just keep up with guys that are playing in Europe that are American. Yeah. So. So, I mean, like, unless you follow with, keep up with those guys, then you probably don't know. Or if you, uh, if you go on Instagram, you check out like future U.S. men's national team. Um, there's, there's people that have accounts that just literally like, that's their thing is to f- keep, give you guys updates on guys that are playing in Europe that are American. But anyways, so let's start, start things off with the goalkeepers and we'll break. We'll, we'll give our two cents in each one. So for goalkeepers, we have Ethan Harvar from club Bruges in Belgium. Uh, this is, this is honestly a kid that I'm actually pretty high on. I don't know what it is that about him, but I like, I, I think he's like your, your prototype goalkeeper. I think that's the thing that I like about him. And I mean, he's been playing recently with Club Rouge in the Champions League. So, I mean, you know, obviously he definitely deserves a call up, uh, for that. Um, then you have, uh, Chituru Ondunzi Undunzi from Lancaster City. Um, this was a name that I didn't even know. Of. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, he might be. He might be dual. He might be dual. Um, probably he'll, safe. Sometimes
1: we probably I have to like research more on him.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I didn't even know like Kansas City had a, an American player. To be honest, that's the thing that I was just taking. It. And then obviously Zach Steffen, who's probably going to be the number one goalkeeper for this, but plays for Manchester City, um, has had a few games now with Manchester City. So, so I mean, yeah, obviously it's it's just pretty cool that Pep Guardiola had his eyes on an American player. I don't know about you, but that, that's pretty badass.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's awesome.
0: So yeah, so those are goalkeepers. So from that, from just the goalkeepers alone, what what are your thoughts from that?
1: Uh, I may I actually, I uh, know about Hogarth. I actually, um, in one of my FIFA careers, I bought him. I just can't remember what team I was playing with. I think I was playing with the second division English premier team. I think it was maybe Portsmouth at the time. Okay. Or, uh, what was it? I um, think even third division. It was a, uh, witch, Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, Ipwitch. Ipwitch, There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're 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 up there, man. I mean,
0: I can't really knock them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he deserve. He definitely deserves call up. Yeah. I, I think, in my opinion. All right. Now, looking at defenders, this is probably where we're gonna see a little bit more of the age because this is a pretty young roster. Uh, but yeah, so for defenders, you got John Brooks from Wolfsburg, Reggie Cannon from Boa Vista, uh, team that I'm still trying to recruit Edward on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sergino Dez from Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. A name that we haven't heard in a while, but Matt Miazga, who currently plays for Anderlecht. I still believe he's currently on loan from, uh, Chelsea. So I think Chelsea just sent him out to another club to play in, um, which you could take that as a, as a negative, but I mean, apparently they, He's still under there. He's still affiliated with Chelsea. So, I mean, you could take that for, for what you want to take for it. I know some people maybe are not as high on Mount Miasco. This is, Mount Miasco is actually a player that I'm very high on. I think that if he finally gets his opportunity, I think he could definitely be something for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. He's got the height. He's aggressive. I mean, so those are things that I like in, in a center back. Uh, Tim Ring from Fulham. This is probably the oldest guy on the team, to be honest. <laughs> um, Chris Richards from Bayern Munich, who has played some games for Bayern Munich. Um, actually, got an assist uh, for Bayern Munich in one game. So, I mean, Chris Richards definitely is a, a guy to keep your eye on. I mean, with with Joshua Kimmich out, do you think he might get playing time? Chris Richards um, to well, move that's... to move him as center as center defensive man.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe could happen. I mean, th- I mean, they're they're pretty stacked in the midfield.
1: Yeah, that's so what I'm it, we'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. And then Anthony Robinson from Fulham, um wraps up the defenders list. Now, like I said, the player that highlights to me is Matt Miazga because I'm just, I'm actually personally high on this kid. I think he's really good. I don't even know if he's a kid. I mean, at this point, he's a grown man, but um, he's just really good. I'm really high on him. I liked what he did at New York Red Bulls and then ends up going to Chelsea, which was huge at the time when he when he made his transfer to Chelsea, but obviously has gone on loan. Not necessarily something that shows that, oh, this guy is good or anything like that, but. I still have, like, a little soft spot for Matt Miazga, but what what is your take from the defenders? I mean, Sergino Desbro, bro, hands down. Yeah? I mean, yeah, I'm excited for him. I want to see him play with, with all of these players that so far have been named and then some. Like, I want to see what he can bring. I'm pretty damn sure he's going to be doing the whole uh, going forward and running back.
1: Like mm-hmm. he's going to be
0: playing that, that oh, Barcelona style. That's what I'm looking it, forward to. It, it, dep- it depends, too, how he's set up and how they tell him to do because they could easily
1: tell him, all right, once you hit the midfield, the the, the the belly button of the freaking field stop don't go all the way up front I think, Even though the, that I think with was... Sergina
0: you you gotta let him go yeah exactly you gotta, you gotta but, let him loose but it depends on the coaching it, it's, it's also on Berhalter yeah. once again the roster is amazing but in the end of all we obviously both have our hesitations because of Greg Berhalter oh yeah <laughs> so, hands down so I mean we're excited but obviously we gotta come back to reality that we still have Greg Berhalter to reality oh he goes again alright so here's for the midfield. This is probably going to be where, where Edward gets more a little bit excited just because yeah. now we're getting into like the positions that, that make plays and score goals. So for midfielders, we have Tyler Adams from RB Leipzig Johnny Cardoso from Internacional which is in Brazil yep. so that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, Richard Ledesma from PSV mm-hmm. Weston McKennie from Juventus <laughs> Yunus Moussa from Valencia <laughs> This is definitely a name I want to talk about. Uh, and then uh, wrap things up with Owen Atasawi from Wolf or better known as Wolves. Okay. So, obviously, the player I got to highlight is Janice Wilson. The f- props to Greg Berhalter. I'll give props where props are due. Greg Berhalter got this kid to d- deny New, New England. <laughs> deny England. <laughs> Fuck off, England. And okay. come... And come to the U.S. Men's National Team. This
1: boy team. gave up the fish and chips for chicken nuggets and fries.
0: And just the fact that this kid chose the U.S. I mean, England is making some moves, man. Like, England yeah. looks very promising as well. Bro, England has some, some pretty young, good, badass talent. I mean. So maybe that's the reason. Maybe there's some logic behind it for him. But the fact that he chose to play for the U.S. Men's National Team. Once again, same thing with this Regino does. He chose the U.S. over the Netherlands. He chose US over England. That is huge. That has to say something about well, US. It, I mean, like I, like I told you earlier, I feel like maybe it was the promise of you'll be a crucial player or you'll be an important player. At, at the very least, you'll be a rotation player, but you're not going to be a prospect or a, spor- or a sporadic player. You'll get call-ups. You'll get, you'll get call-ups. You'll be either warm the bench on the second game or the warm on the bench on the first game, but for sure, you'll probably play one or two or, th- or one or two or all three games as a starter. You never know. Like he, and judging by his playing style in Valencia this weekend, this past weekend, um, he he's, he definitely gets, the ball. Uh, I feel, I feel like he can actually start. No, yeah, completely. Um, and this, this is the thing though. There's no, there's no, I mean, obviously there is the, the usual guys that you would expect
1: yeah.
0: that are going to play. But I mean, obviously there's no Michael Bradley. There's no Josie Altidore. There's no, Thank God. There's, there's no Brad Guzan. There's no, like, this is literally like, this is a young squad. This you is a squad
1: you need to build
0: up. You can literally do whatever you want with this group. Yeah. Cause these, these kids are hungry. So all
1: the, the old timers are like, yeah, hey, yeah, The mid, my time. midfield group
0: is definitely very interesting. Um, Johnny Cardozo is a name that I did not even know was, cause obviously I don't watch Brazil, uh, like that. So I mean, the fact that Johnny Cardozo, an American and I, once again shows that there's other options besides Europe. Like you can go play in Brazil. Mexico is also an option. Yeah. So that's interesting. All right. For forwards, and this is probably where Ever gets a little bit more excited. Um, we have Conrad de la Fuente <laughs> from Barcelona, standing on the bench next to Messi. <laughs> and here he is. Uh, Nicholas Giacchini from Cayenne, Christian Polisic from Chelsea. <laughs> Though I'm maybe a little uncertain about if he's going to play or not due to his injury.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yuli Yanes, that is Robo Snoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not me. That's not me celebrating. That was not me celebrating. I was like, fuck you, that's, <laughs> the, that's the, that's the, that's the do du- selah. <laughs> so, Yuli is from Heverine, uh, Giorena from Dortmund, <laughs> Josh Sargent from Wetter Bremen, <laughs> Sebastian, Sh- uh, Soto Sebastian Soto from Telstar, and Timothy Wea from Leo. <laughs> now, from this group, uh, I'm honestly going to have to say Timothy Waya is is a name that I'm really happy to see back with the U.S. Men's National yeah, Team. Yeah, because when he was PSG, I honestly thought he was going to be coming out. And it's it's also that, but also like the the U19 World Cup, the U20 World yeah. Cup. When he the dude was a highlight reel. I remember seeing on Twitter where he's like, "Dang, Robo is going. <laughs> is he farting too, bro? No, he's just snoring.
1: Oh, okay. Oh man, man
0: he is out like a light." <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay, go, Spencer. If you hear this, please send us a thumbs up. He never did send us a thumbs up.
1: Or a thumbs he never sent a thumbs up. He never, mi- he never sent us anything. the middle
0: finger. Bro. He sent us the interesting gift. He did send us the interesting gift. So, Edward, er, uh, all right, it's Edward. So, Spencer, when you get to this point, I need you to send me a dog emoji on our group dog. chat. Yeah,
1: a dog emoji. Uh, just, or even you can even send a sleeping dog gift.
0: Sleeping dog gift. All right, sleeping dog gift or or dog emoji.
1: Let's move on. Let's move on. But,
0: uh, All right, so yeah, once again, like, Timothy Ware, Weir? Timothy Weir, like I said, is a, is a name that I'm happy to see back in there. I, I, some people may say he's overrated, but to be honest, I think you would have to see him play I, in order to throw that label I, on there. I honestly feel that he's not overrated, but at the same time, he still has, even though maybe it's his youth. Maybe it's because he hasn't had that much playing time. you think it's the PSG? Like, I, is I, it think the I think it is. Like, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like maybe he has to shine somewhere else just just exactly like neymar he has to shine somewhere else you cannot be i in mean a team where he, where you hopefully lils that that other team he could and then somebody else could pick him up cuz i mean he he did go play for celtic he had a really good uh really good time at celtic yeah um and then to, now he's with Lille. so we'll see what happens i mean once again like just it's just i'm just happy to see uh, Timothy Weah back back in the uh, U.S. men's call up. Oh yeah, hands down, bro. So, who, 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 what, what can you take from the forwards,
1: dude? All, all uh,
0: Gio Reyna, bro. Gio Reyna. It's his time to shine, man. Bro, this I, is... I want to see. I want to see what he can do. Make make Claudio proud. Yeah. I, I, oh, trust me. I'm pretty sure that's something he he doesn't even have to think about it. He just has that natural talent and. He's got that vision, bro. To think, who, nice. to think, who he gets to, who gets to feed. I mean, let's say, let's say Christian Pulisic does is pretty healthy. Like, let's say he's he's good enough to play in these friendlies. Uh, I mean, he can feed Christian Pulisic. Um, Sebastian Soto is probably a guy that's probably gonna be up up top, um, in in my opinion, uh, or even Timothy Weah. But I mean, like he's gonna he's gonna be able to deliver the ball and i mean I think that with with this talent that he's gonna have around him he he probably has some freedom where he can take some shots himself as well, yeah so yeah it's a bad i mean it's a Gio Reyna definitely is a is definitely one to watch just to see his debut with the U.S. men's national team. And the thing is, what I want to see is what they can do against Panama. Panama is a pretty hard-hitting team. Mm-hmm. They, they, We always have, like, U.S. always has problems with them every now and again. They'll probably either tie, they'll lose, they'll win. So it's never like a, uh, oh, what team is better kind of stuff. Panama has definitely been that team where they've continually have improved in the CONCACAF. It's know? like Jamaica. It's like Jamaica. Like yeah. Jamaica, J- I mean... U.S. has had trouble with Jamaica before, yeah, and it's always yeah, at the yeah. second half. No, no, I get that. All right, so there is an update with uh, the uh, with the national team call up. So Sebastian uh, Legette, I don't know why I said Lejean. Sebastian Lejet, uh, from the LA Galaxy actually is coming in for Sar- uh, for Josh Sargent, and the reason why is just because Werder Bremen has this stupid quarantine regulation where um, they just don't want him to go. So basically, they're just saying that you know Josh. Sargent, even though we're in the international break, we don't want you to go because then you have to quarantine. So they have a yeah. policy where they will quarantine, um, after coming in. Obviously, Josh Sargent is a regular player for Wetter Bremen. So obviously they don't want to lose that. And that's not just Josh Sargent. That's all the players that are in Wetter Bremen that are, that had a, a, U, a, a national team call up, but they couldn't go because of, well, Wetter Bremen. So yeah. Sebastian LeJet from the LA Galaxy. He's the only MLS player that's playing as, a, as far as I know. Um, because of the fact that LA actually didn't even make the playoffs. So that's hey. so that's the big reason. Chicharito Who? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Sebastian Legette, for those who don't know, uh he's a he's a midfielder, so it's interesting that they brought in a midfielder in, in exchange for a forward. Um so hopefully I mean, I like Sebastian Legette. Um he's also dating uh <laughs> Becky G. Lucky bastard. Um uh, someone who I would risk it all for. <laughs>
1: yeah, going no
0: lie. Becky G, if you're listening to this, <clears throat> I got Yo Tengo Dos Bendiciones and uh, they're mini me's. You do say you like Mayores. Yeah, exactly. And I'm Mayores, you can get girl. What's so... up? But yeah, so Sebastian Legit, uh, too legit to quit. What? Shit. I'm fucking man. Man, if we ever interview Sebastian Legit, my first question is going to be. What's your favorite nickname, and why is it Sebastian too legit to quit?
1: Oh, God.
0: Continue, please, <laughs> sir. Continue. So, anyway, so that's that, That's the update. So, U.S. men's national team will be playing November 12th against Wales, and then we'll be playing November 16th against Panama in Austria. I really want to see the starting lineup against Wales. That's going to be a decent match, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. All right, man, let's get to some game recaps. Edward, what is your game? My game was uh, Manchester United versus Everton. Manchester United actually beat Everton.
1: And I honestly thought Everton was actually had the one up on them cuz Man U has been struggling so much. So
0: and, and the thing is Everton had a lot more possession than Man U. Like I think it was by 10% that they actually got. It was like 55% to 45. Yeah, Everton had I mean whenever you, like like I always say, whenever I see possession it's like 55 I usually say it's like fairly fifty fifty. Maybe near the end of the game, that's when the you know Everton probably just got more possession at the game near the end. Yeah, but so, I mean, even then, like Everton actually has a better possession game, in my opinion. Everton actually has a better possession game than Man U. I mean, that kind of goes the back the moment, to Ancelotti at the moment. Yeah, it kind of goes back to Ancelotti. Yeah, at the moment, Man U's possession game is is not good. And and I mean not only that, but I mean also the fact that Man U outshot Everton thirteen to seven. Yeah, so, I mean. They were, just, they were probably trying for the shots. They were going for it. I mean, Manu was Manu was risking it all. No, <laughs> they really can't. They really can't afford to lose at this point. Well, they can, but not gunner. I mean, gunner is sitting pretty right now because I mean, obviously he had a lot of a lot of criticism coming from that that Arsenal loss, and now here he is against Everton, gets a big win off of a team that honestly everybody's kind of like, whoa, this team actually. You know, they got some they got something. I mean, obviously you you, you, you kind of expected from Ancelotti to be able to turn things around for yeah, a team. Yeah. I mean he has the magic touch. But I mean obviously it, it was a team that needed a lot of things to upgrade. And I mean, he brought in some players that he knew would fit to what he wants and just those little moves just were able to make this team look completely different from last season. Yeah. So I mean, yes, this is a big win for Manchester and, United. And, I mean, I guess Bruno Fernandez. Uh, and I mean, remember, shined. this is against
1: against Jordan Pickford, yeah, and then Jordan Pickford is a hell of a goalie. So I mean, you you gotta definitely take this for a big win for for Man U. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but then like, like I said, Bruno Fernandez actually scored
1: against Jordan Pickford so, twice. Twice. So I mean, that's gonna show you like, hey, Bruno Fernandez wasn't a bad investment. I don't think. Every,
0: I don't, oh man, I hope nobody questioned the Bruno Fernandez move. I think there's just. I think at the time maybe there was like some other priorities than a midfielder, but I mean, I mean, I, who, who says no to Bruno Fernandez? I
1: mean, oh, and then Edison Cavani scored a goal. Yeah, at the <laughs> last minute too. His first goal for Man U.
0: Yeah, so uh, everything's full circle for the new number seven in Manchester United. Even though, uh, I don't know, man, I feel like number seven for him is not the right number. I, I don't know. Maybe because Ronaldo left that impression on me. But well, the number seven for Manchester United is obviously a very symbolic a very, number. Yeah, it's been very legendary. I mean, you think of obviously, you think of George Best, you think of Sean Ronaldo, David, David Becker, Beckham, uh, the dude from the Joga Benito videos. I just, you a thing. The dude from the Joga Benito video game video, or videos? You the, mean Eric Cantona? Yeah, because he He played for Manu. He was yeah, number seven.
1: Yeah, he was number seven. He was a badass.
0: So, he wasn't like a trickster, but he was all strength and ferocity. He was but all, That's what I'm you know, saying, though. Like, the number seven is an iconic number. Yeah. And, and, and I think since Ronaldo, it just hasn't been the same. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they try to, they, I think Nani I think they were, tried to don it for a bit. I don't know if that was the case. I know Valencia uh, did for a little bit. Valenci- Sanchez. Valenci- Alexis Sanchez. Alexis Sanchez. Alexis Sanchez has always been Maria. number seven. Di Maria. um. But, I mean, with Di Maria, I feel like it was a decent... He could have done it. It just... They needed to give him some it was time. It just wasn't a good fit, man. It just wasn't no, he a just good needed time. It but... just wasn't a good fit. Uh-uh. He's no. happy at PSG now. No, he is, yeah. I mean, he's no. spitting at people, but he's happy at he's, PSG. He's spitting he's, he's at people, but he makes a lot of money. But, but I mean, like... But, yeah, so, I mean, like... You know, it was a good win for for Manchester United. Um Not for sure. I think it's just a good game in general, man. So, my game... I'm going to go into MLS. So for people to have a reference, this was the last final regular day for the MLS was this past weekend. It was decision day. So on decision day, they usually have like all the MLS games play. And, you know, obviously this is where you'll see who falls on and what in the playoffs. Yeah. So this was a big game, man. So Columbus crew beat Atlanta United two to one. Um, Atlanta had possession, fifty-five possession, but you're, you know we already said like in the when we were talking about the Manchester United game,
1: you guys know how I feel.
0: But Atlanta outshot Columbus thirteen to nine. Thirteen to nine. Yep. I mean, it, it
1: seems pretty close in shots. Not too far
0: off. Not too far off, but still, off. Atlanta had majority of the opportunities. Is what I'm saying. But then this this win for Columbus Crew is obviously big because obviously it maintains their spot in the MLS playoffs. But for Atlanta, this is just a huge blow for this team because this loss eliminated them from the MLS playoffs. A team that at one point was the standard of the MLS when they first came in with Tata Martina. And then obviously in their second year, winning the MLS Cup and then winning this, uh, winning the, the US Open Cup. You're, everything is looking like, man, Atlanta's going to be this really consistently good team in the MLS. And it just, Ever since Tata Martino left, it just hasn't been the same since. For Atlanta, um, they did try to bring Frank DeBoer, but I mean, there's a reason why the guy doesn't... He's not Tata. He's not Tata, and I think that's the issue right now. It's just trying to find a guy that would... I, I Honestly, they should have put everything in there to keep Tata Martino. I don't know how they let Mexico just swoop him right away, but I mean, that was your best bet. And I mean, this team is talented. Atlanta is talented. They have Marco. They have uh, PT, they have a lot of talent in that team from South America. I mean, those guys eventually are going to want to go to Europe. And I mean, that's probably going to happen soon. But especially with Barco, especially because he, he got the label, the next Messi. Yeah. But I mean, aside from that, man, this is huge for Columbus Crew. Well, I told you, Columbus Crew is just really good team. Just something about that team is just good all around. But also the fact, man, just it's this is tough for Atlanta. I mean, this was. An exciting team. I mean, the city of Atlanta has invested into this team. Uh, this is a team that brought a championship to Atlanta and all that stuff. And I mean, kind of just now Now look where they are. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, they still have the talent. Maybe they just need the right manager, the right person to put this team in that right position like they had with Tata Martino.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you ain't lying about that one.
0: But yeah, all right. So before we get to our MLS Cup previews, let me tell you guys about Unhinged Sports Network. It is a growing brand with a wide variety of sports podcasts from all around the country. Unhinged is constantly playing shows on their website at unhingedsn.com. Go there go there, and listen to not only us on Thursdays at 11 a.m., but stay there to listen to the rest of the great programs that are available uh, over at Unhinged. So go ahead and check them out at unhingedsn.com. Also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. All right, man. So the MLS Cup preview. So MLS Cup, it will be starting November 20th. That will be the beginning of the MLS playoffs. Now, this is going to be a little bit different, so bear with me, Edward. All right. All right. So it is the top eight teams qualified, which is how we would ideally see it. But for okay. the Eastern Conference, they decided to do things a little differently, whereas they have a play, two play-in matches, which is the eighth, uh, eighth to ten seeds would have to play in. So, for the play-in matches, you have the New England Revolution, who sits at 8th, play against Montreal Impact at ninth, and Nashville SC, taking on Inter-Miami at 10th. Alright. So, from these two games, the thing that highlights for me is Nashville SC versus Inter-Miami, because these are the two new teams in the MLS
1: Yeah. that
0: are facing off each other in the playoff, in a position to move on to the next round, which... For for the playing matches, the lower seed ends up playing Philadelphia, and the higher seed ends up playing Toronto FC.
1: All right, now, no, yeah, now I get you.
0: All right, so now that we got that in, all right, so in the round one for the Eastern Conference, you have the the, the supporter shield winners, which is pretty funny because they decided to grab a replica shield of Captain America and paint it over it to make it look like the supporter shield. <laughs> and so when they won, when they won this recent game. They were like lifting it up, having like a trophy ceremony, because obviously oh. they didn't have the supporter shield. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: But I, I believe they I guess they decided to reinstate the supporter shield, so they are fit, they are the supporter shield winners. They pulled a John Cena, created their own belt, created their own trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean I think I think the supporter shield group, the the group that responsible for it, they decided to bring it in, bring it back, because a a lot of people were outraged that there wasn't going to be a supporter shield. But yeah, so for round one, it's going to be Philadelphia versus the lower seed, uh, lower seed. From the play-in matches. And then you have Toronto FC who will play the higher seed of, once again, of the, of the playing matches. And then you have Columbus Crew versus New York Red Bulls and Orlando SC versus New York City FC. So those are from the Eastern Conference games. All righty. And then for the Western Conference, you have Sporting Kansas City, who was just dominant this year. Really good looking team. I mean, they did have Polito for this year. This was his first year with the MLS. And, I mean, had a really good season, in my opinion. So, Sporting Kansas City is going to be taking on San Jose Earthquakes. And then the Seattle Centers will take on LAFC. Portland Timbers will take on FC Dallas. And Minnesota United will take on the Colorado Rapids. So, Edward, I know you're not necessarily the the expert at MLS, but
1: who would you say is a dark horse team? Dark horse team. Well, I I want to say Montreal Impact for the fact that they're being coached by Thierry Henry. So
0: okay. I mean, and then you also got one of my one of my players that I I liked ever since he came out of Barca. I love Masia Boyan. He didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't come out. You know, and one of those another player that was, dawned, was a flop, probably honest, but a play, but a player that was Don the next Messi. Yeah, but I mean, it's just. That was a lot of pressure on him for a young, a young buck. But now, you know, he seems happy there. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to knock him down. But, you know, he scored this past game that he played. So um, it, it's, it's pretty exciting. And I actually saw a video of Tierra Henry coaching. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, he was, he, he, that dude can go off. Yeah. He will yell at you until the last minute. Yeah. He, yeah. Montreal is definitely an interesting team to keep an eye on in the in these playoffs. What about you? Who's your dark horse? So, it's going to be funny just the fact that th- that we are labeling this team a dark horse, but I'm going to go ahead and say LAFC. And the reason why, obviously, you have Carlos Vela back. Now, now you have Carlos Vela back after the injury, and now he's back with him. And they just look completely... LAFC just looks a completely different team when they have Carlos Vela on the field with them. So, I think the fact that they were able to manage to stay in the playoff conversation. And I think with Carlos Vela, it's going to look completely different. They do have a big matchup ahead of them because they're going up against Seattle. But I think with, with Carlos Vela, the LAFC, LAFC just, I think they feel that they have a good shot when they have Carlos Vela on the field with them. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting match. You know, Jordan Morris versus Carlos Vela. Mm-hmm. All right, so who is your team to
1: watch? Uh, well, I guess I guess a little shout out to Andrew, Philadelphia, Philadelphia
0: Union. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they've been great. I mean, obviously they won the Supporters Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the team to watch. Honestly, that is like, the team to watch. I'll, I'll give you that. The only thing I gotta say though, with Philadelphia, not, not not about Philadelphia itself, but the supporter Shield winner, I don't know what it is as far as my recent memory in the MLS. The so first winner never <laughs> does well in the playoffs. Maybe they might break. Maybe they might break that curse. You never maybe know. Maybe they break the cycle. I mean, they have a really good team. Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily the world's biggest Alejandro Padilla fan, but he he has looked good for them. Um, so I'll just say that for me, the team to watch. I'm. You know what? I've I've been pretty high on this team for for a good while now, but it's just because they're so consistent. I think they're really good defensively. I think their midfield solid. Their attack is just really good. Everything about this team is just really consistency. Consistency is what screams to me about this team. They did win the MLS's back tournament, and I feel that they are definitely a team to keep an eye on during this MLS Cup playoffs. And that is the Portland Timbers. The team is just way too good. I, I like I like watching Portland Timbers. It's just really interesting soccer when I watch Portland. Um, and it would be fitting to have the most hipster city win win a trophy. Um, (laughs) they'll have a competition, uh, maybe next year. Yeah. Next year, when Austin FC comes in to see who's the most hipster, Uh, (laughs) who's the most hipster city? Who's got them on the most Main Street? Main Street. (laughs) I liked them before they were popular.
1: (laughs) Ah, jeez. Here we go.
0: (laughs) But yeah. So, but yeah. So there's that. All right, everyone. So who do you think is going to be the MLS
1: Cup final matchup? Uh, I want to say Philadelphia versus LAFC. Okay.
0: LAFC is able to turn things around
1: with Carlos Vela. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm actually going to say Columbus Crew. Versus Sporting Kansas City. Ooh. Damn. Throwing, at all, throwing at someone I, out there. Something about Alan Pulido. I don't know what it is, man.
0: But Sporting KC was already a pretty good team. Like, I mean, they were able to make the playoffs and all that. But with Alan Pulido up top, you have Bucio in the midfield. Russell. This team is just... It's another team that just screams consistency to me. And then I look at Columbus Crew, another team that just screams consistency to me. Yeah. They are just two very well run teams. And it's crazy to think that at one point they were thinking about moving the Columbus Crew to Austin. Thank God that didn't happen. I mean, Austin still got their team. But I mean, like, thank God that didn't happen because Columbus Crew is one of the original teams here in the yeah, MLS. Yeah, they they're, 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 they're one of the originals from the MLS. I mean, so it would, you had, you had um, what was it? Chicago Fire? You, you had our uh, DC United. Two, DC United. Uh, Dallas New Burn. York, New York, New York, New Jersey. Metro, Metro Stars. Stars. Uh, you had LA Galaxy. You had the San Jose Earthquakes. Colorado Rapids. And um, the Dallas Burn. And Dallas Burn. Uh, am I missing one? Am I missing one? Uh. Um... No, yeah, I think that's it. That was it, right? Oh, yeah. New England Revolution? New England Revolution. There you go. It's crazy to think that New England Revolution is the only team that, that hasn't changed their logo. I mean, well... They kind of changed. No, no, New England Revolution is still the, same. It's still the same. You can make an argument for DC United that maybe they didn't change their logo too much, but I mean, it, it, it's different. They had a bird. It's still, they still have the bird, but oh, it's the so. Shield now. But I mean, yeah, New England is the only team that hasn't changed their logo. Yeah, because California had two teams. I remember that because earthquakes they changed their logo. Now they rebranded with the badge really? logo. The badge logo. Um, La Galaxy obviously they're, they they went for a completely rebrand after they got David Beckham. Um, Colorado Rapids actually make. I know Colorado did change their they logo because I, I remember they had like a. They, they, I think they used to be like a green, like that was their color, yeah. and then obviously Kansas City Wizards. Now they're. Sporting KC. I think we didn't mention Kansas City. Yeah, the Kansas City Wizards, yeah. Dallas one. Burn is now the FC Dallas. FC Dallas. <laughs> the Metro Stars are now the New York Red Bulls. The New York so, Red
1: Bulls. So, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. To,
0: there's, there's been a lot of changes, actually. Yeah. I mean, took a lot of years, though. Yeah, a lot of years. I mean, it's crazy to think that they're in their 25th year now. Yeah. Going into this. But I think, uh, I think MLS... Like, I, I feel MLS has gotten better and better over the years. Um, There's more teams means more teams I mean there's that but there's just obviously there's players that want to come here Um, the the league is getting better and better and I think the fact that being an MLS fan uh, kind of just trying to support the home league even though there's days where it's just kind of like eh but you know it's just great to see where this league has come to Um, hopefully the Dynamo get get with the program but uh, don't I I I I don't want to check the eight ball and it says outlook not so good. (laughs) Yeah, really, that's really what it is. All right, man. So let's go ahead. So that is the MLS Cup, man. We're really excited about it. Uh, We'll be really keeping an eye on uh, during this whole the MLS Cup playoffs. Yep, for sure. So we'll we'll definitely I will will be watching it, even though I'm the Euro snob around here. Well, we'll, you know, we'll 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 help Edward eventually. You know, like the MLS. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the one with the the old, the man with the blind stick. I'll be looking around and be like, Oh, hey, La Liga, what's up? EPL, what's up? Casio, what's up? MLS, uh, what's up? (laughs) All right. So player of the week. Edward, who's your player of the week? My player of
1: the week wearing his jersey, bro. Lionel Messi. He came out as a sub and he changed the game. It was, it was a pretty intense, like, it, it, to me, as soon as he stepped on the field, I was like, ah, yeah, freaking felt like the whole field.
0: It, it was like an episode of Dragon Ball Z where he just stepped on the field. The whole field started shaking, earth opening, freaking energy sources everywhere. He was like, just coming out and everybody was, was just like, it ah. was really like a second wind moment, like just came in.
1: Yeah, like that.
0: No, yeah. I mean, hey, this is, this is the messy episode. So, Dude. I mean. I'm telling you, that dummy that he did for Antoine to score that goal, that was a thing of beauty. It looked like he was, it looked like, honestly, to me, it looked like he almost missed the kick, but then you see he just kind of just opened his leg and just kind of jumped over the, he jumped over the ball. And I was like, oh, wow. It's, it's always funny. You, you, you're like, did Messi mess up? Nah, Messi can't mess up.
1: No, no. And
0: never never that's the thing. Like he knew he, he stood dummy. And I like, I was like, what the hell? And then that goal, when he shot the top of the box, Whoo! I was like, "Yeah, Mes- I was like, Messi, Messi's a treasure, and and we got to make sure that we we enjoy as much as we can because you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give props to Dembele because that cutback, even Messi clapped it, bro. Even Messi was like, "Hey, that was." A did you see that awkward one. video of Dembele? No, oh, which one? Uh So there's like some fans that were like, you know, he was in Barcelona, he was like in his car, yeah, and they're like Dembele, Dembele, and then so he rolls down the window and he's just like awkwardly there like you know obviously I I, I feel like Dembele is maybe not too happy right now in his time with Barcelona well he hasn't really been playing but anyway so like the guys are like oh Dembele you know like you're, you're such a good player and you just see you him know, just there in the car just like <laughs> it no like, thumbs up, no nothing. No, he just, he just wow. I'll, I'll send you the video, but yeah, it was just uh, it was it was beyond awkward. Like it was, you should you should, you should post it. Oh, well, no,
1: don't post it because I was gonna say you should post it on the timeline, but then I was like, oh, nah, it'll so, be on the Instagram story.
0: Yeah, there you go, but yeah, um, but yeah, Messi, that's my player of the week, bro. Like it, it, he played very, very well, and for him to come in as a sub like that. That's it's it's man. so bizarre to hear him coming off as a sub. No, but it, it, think about it this way. No, no, I mean we, we've already talked about. Okay. This, but... No, but okay. Do you remember the game? Uh, was it Bolivia or Peru
1: in the in the World Cup, where he came in as a sub? Was it the World Cup or was it Copa América? Talk about think... the friendly. Was it the friendly
0: that he came here? In the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it when was he the sold, friendly. when he saw when he saw that BBVA stadium. Yeah. Was it BVA or Reliant? It was BVA. Uh, BVA. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure like, they were like, oh, "We should have probably done this at NRG." No, yeah, like they uh, when he when he did a little Coquita on the on the
1: goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, wow!
0: Like it, it I believe it was. I think it was Peru. Yeah, right. I was thinking about it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But anyway, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Like to see him play like that, I was like, "Damn!" Like it just goes to show you, he's a. That's game still changer. something that that I we we still need to do is be able to watch Messi live. I mean, Messi or Cristiano? I mean, both of them would be great to see them live. I mean, yeah. Um, Travel to
1: Spain.
0: Does a go watch? Oh, never mind. I was going to
1: say,
0: I was, say like, go to, I was like, oh, wait, he's not there. No, you Italy and Spain. Uh, maybe the I maybe. Mean, the best bet is stay, when they do these uh, US tours. I mean, yeah. like I said, when when I got to go watch Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid, when they had it here hear NRG, it was pretty cool. I mean, you saw Robert Lewandowski. You saw Boateng, you saw Manuel Noir, you saw, I saw Thibaut Courtois. You see if, it, if, we Marcelo, ever, if we ever go to one of those games, I'm going to force Hector run on the field. No. Why not? Bro, you, you know how big that fine is? No. It's a lot, bro. I'd be broke. I mean, I'm already
1: <laughs> broke as it is. In how much is it? It's in the, It's in the thousands. It's like six digits. Damn. Six digits? Yes. Are we counting pennies here? No, no. <laughs> Something where you're trying to be hopeful. No,
0: like maybe it's a t- lot, man. Thousand dollars? It's a lot. Plus, then you get banned from the stadium. Uh, you can afford it. No, I can't. <laughs> no, 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 being, no one would. Ex- being, no one would approve being, that loan. Being being banished,
1: you can afford it. The other thing, no, because ah. I want to go to Texans games. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, And plus, you don't have to like take a big leap to get down on the field, right? (laughs) Like
0: I said, you'll be okay. (laughs) What if I break my leg? (laughs) You got a lot of cushion. You'll be fine. (laughs) None of my legs. (laughs) You got you you got you got cushion. You'll be all right. Just land on your stomach or your ass or the other. You'll be all right. Anyways, so my player of the week (laughs) is is Henrik Mikatarian.
1: <laughs> He's so serious. I'm sorry. It's because you're so serious. Your your face.
0: It just I'm trying just changed. To, I'm trying to get through all right, all right, all right, this. All right, all right, God, all right, all right Dick. Yeah. <laughs> you're over here telling me to go. Like, you're <laughs> <laughs> trying to make, you trying get, get me, me to break the law? <laughs> like,
1: do, do you see how I'm the bad influence? I think. I think I'm the bad influence now. you to be the other way around. Wait, when have I been the bad influence? I'm trying to think. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've always been the better. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> always thought I was the good guy. Damn. I guess I am the Batman. Fuck. <laughs> you are the Batman. Yeah. The Batman. The Batman. Not the one from Kids Doing Beach. Batman. Batman. Okay. All right. So my player of the week is
0: is Henrik Mikatarian scored a hat-trick in Roma's 3-1 win against Genoa. I mean, hat-trick's a hat-trick. I mean, this is legitimate hat-trick. As, not long, like, as long as yeah, Not like some BS penalty hat-trick. Oh,
1: somebody's a bit salty there. Fuck Valencia. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You heard. Anyways, but this is, we're not talking about Valencia and, that, <laughs> and Christian Soler and his asterisk of a hat-trick. We're talking about Henrik Mkhitaryan scoring a hat-trick and literally carried his team to a victory. Um... I mean, how is better better speed than that? Anything I true? mean, I honestly, I, I like mythic, Mythicardian. I can't say his Victorian. name. Yeah. I, I loved him in, when he was in, 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 in Dortmund. Like, I actually... Uh, he was man. so good at Dortmund. Him and Gondogan with Rose, them three, bro. He was so good at Dortmund. And then he went to Manchester United. No, no, man- yeah, yeah. He went to Manchester United. They went to Arsenal. Gondogan went to Man City. And then well, he went to. Then Mkhitaryan went to Arsenal.
1: Yeah.
0: And then went on loan to Roma, and then he stayed in Roma. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's 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 good. He's a good player.
0: I feel he's like a good player. I, I just think he was put in like two really shitty situations when he went to Man U and yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, especially Man U. It just wasn't a good fit. Wasn't uh-huh. a good, Not a good. Uh, was he number seven for?
1: He was number ten, I believe. Eesh. He was. He was <laughs> up there. Yeah. Eesh. He was up there in Man U. He was number ten.
0: But yeah, so shout out to shout out to Lionel Messi and shout out to Megatarian. Yeah. The, the double M's for today.
1: All right, man. Here we are yeah, with game previews. <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, sorry, I was, it was playing off the double M's. I was like, mm. okay. So you want to get going
0: with the, with yeah, the right. previews? Yeah, the game previews. All right. So my first game preview that I chose was Mexico versus South Korea. Best is- friends turn into rivals. Oh God! What what is it? What was the reference that you used? Yu-Gi versus Joey, and I agree. At first, I was like, Nah, so I don't for, agree. For people that don't know about you, don't watch Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, it's not like I watch Yu-Gi-Oh now, but I mean, like, yeah, but he remembers the episodes vividly. It's because I actually have pretty good memory. Yeah, but anyways, so obviously, if you guys watch Yu-Gi-Oh, you could. Which, when I look back at it now, it's probably like the dumbest thing I ever watched. <laughs> it was YuGiOh? I really think there's dumber shit nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays, but I mean, when we were
1: literally watching people play a card game, that okay. was literally the shit. Was just do, do you? Okay, what would you rather watch, Uncle Grandpa or Yu-Gi-Oh? Uncle Grandpa. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, it's adult swim. I'd
0: be probably high no, at that point. No, that that right there honestly, how's that adult all cartoon, swim? all cartoon network now just seems like you're really you're really high watching. I, I the like, regular I show. I like regular show. I like regular show. I still feel pretty high when I'm watching it. I don't. I I actually can't relate to that. Even though it's just funny to me, uh, I actually used to watch We Bear Bears, and that was actually more friendlier. But I could never get into Uncle Grandpa. That shit was stupid as fuck. That, this isn't the point. That's like these are two completely different. Anyways, right. <laughs> hey, I reason want to say you like looking back at it, Yu-Gi-Oh was pretty fucking stupid. Just the fact that we were watching. People play cards. Okay, it's, let's put it this way. The only reason why we brought it up is because Yugi helped Joey get into the fucking tournament. And we brought it up because South Korea helped Mexico get into the World Cup, right? Get into the World Cup. You mean it's the round of 16? Yeah, round of 16. My bad. My bad. I'm tripping. I'm tripping balls. I guess watching that a stupid Uncle Grandpa, oh, you know what I'm saying? So, me high, so South God. Korea beats Germany, which... Eliminates them from going into the next round, which helped Mexico advance to the next round. Um, so, uh, which was, was funny was because uh, uh, if there's one thing to know about Mexico, they travel. They travel to CL3.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, you know, some Mexicans were in Russia and they literally found a man from South Korea and they lifted him up. And I mean, they were. Like as if this band had something to do with the game. Like I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, they were like lifting. You up. they were they were buying they on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook and everything. And then Hung Min Sun became a legend in Mexico. Yeah. So uh, Sun, uh Sun Min Hun. I mean Hyungmin Sun. If you ever, for some reason, decide to retire, I would say go to Mexico because I'm pretty sure you'll be treated like a king. Oh man, go to Cancun, man. Have a good time. Mm. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if you ever wants to, like, not retire, but if he ever wants to go play in like internationally, like, oh. USA or, you know, Mexico, like, oh, Liga, they got Mexico MX would open him up with, oh, bro. welcome him with open arms. Bro, they would, I think they would actually open him up just like how they did Ronaldinho. Like just, just everybody would be so happy to see him. He could literally go to like the, the, the most like unpopular team in Mexico and he'll make them
1: popular. Yep. Exactly. With his crazy ass speed. Uh, yeah. You best believe. But yeah, so I mean, apparently Mexico has won three of the last five meetings between them. That's not bad. It's
0: kind of like a, I guess you could say this one would be like the fifty-fifty if South Korea wins,
1: and that's a big if. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: what was it last? The last time they met was in the twenty eighteen before World Cup. Mexico won two to one. And that was in the group stages, right? Yep. All right. So, Hector, who do you got? In this Mexico, in this, what is it called? The brotherly rivalry,
1: the best French rival. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Who'd you got? I wouldn't... Wow. This is going to be a really good game, honestly. Like, I, I I,
0: think... I mean, the only name that screams to me from South Korea is obviously Hangman Sun. Yeah. So, I mean... What about, you know, what about King, Lee? King and, and King and Lee from Valencia. But, um... I, I don't know, man. What about Park? Park, I mean... But, you know what? You know I'm just yeah, randomly throwing Yeah, I water. know you are. I know you are. I know you are. That's why I was ignoring the fuck out of you. Anyways. Tata Martino at the end of the day. I mean, you got Tata Martino. That is true. That is true. You got that. I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm, I'm going to take Tata Martino. So... I, I got Mexico. I All think... Right. I, I'm not... I didn't... I don't see who they called up, but I would imagine Raul Jimenez I mean, is there. I mean, for some reason, I mean, Tecatito is on the cover whenever they show the commercial for like when they're going to play. So I would imagine Tecatito... Tecatito is on the Mexico side, Son is on the Korea side. So Tecatito... Obviously, you're going to see Chucky Lozano. it's It's... It, it, it's Mexico. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of well-known players, it's, it's, but it's L3. I, I guess I'm gonna go with South Korea. I always go for like the underdog in these situations like this. They're they're only known for Son, but I mean, you never know. They might come out with some random ass. I mean, they do have King and Lee. Yeah, but I mean Park, some Song, some Kim, some Lee, another Lee somewhere in there, maybe. Yeah, man. Ah, please don't hate me.
1: Alright, anyway, so let's move on. The second game is uh, USA versus Panama. Panama!
0: Panama! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Panama!
0: Okay. The reason why I chose this is because Panama always seems to give USA a struggle.
1: Now, the... We haven't seen this roster face against Panama. We haven't really seen them. I haven't seen this
0: roster phase against anybody. Okay, well, yeah, that. But basically, the roster we we have seen Polisic. You know, he's he's played against Panama, so he knows what the deal is. I mean, is. you can say that. You could say West McKinney. You could say uh, Reggie Cannon has seen this. team. Reggie Cannon has seen the team. Uh, Zach I, Steffen. But, did Tyler Adams see the team? I think no. He was, he, he was injured. He was injured in the gold cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So you do have some people who know how they play. Um. But, but you also have to remember a lot of the guys that. Or be playing for Panama. They do play, play in the MLS. They play in the MLS. Now, I don't know if, if Panama just said, fuck the MLS and like bring my guys over or anything like that. But I mean, it's still I, some ticking. It's, it's still, it still takes some ticking too. So I'm excited for this game because Panama, like I said, always kind of gives them a hard time to the US. I mean, Panama's gotten a lot better over the years as far as the CONCACAF. I yeah. mean, they've improved. Obviously, they made their World Cup appearance in 2018. Um, I mean, you know, like, Panama's been a really good team. It's been a team that's, like, we've seen more recently in the Gold Cup Finals. Usually, yeah. either eliminate U.S. or eliminate yeah. Mexico. Well, well, the thing is, uh, speaking of that on that point, USA has won the last three matches that they faced out of the five. And the You mean last... won five of the last five matches? Three oh, of the last five? Yeah, that's what I said. All right, that's what I you meant. Said three <laughs> the last three? So yeah, well, last three. three of the last five matches. Ugh. Pardon my English, can all put not hablar beyond. Um, but yeah, and then, the last time they met, USA won 1-0. So, I mean, it's, honestly, it's anybody's game, I think, in this situation. Because like you said, we haven't really seen this roster play against anybody. I mean, there's that, but there's obviously a lot of playing experience in this. As young as this roster is, there's a lot of experience in this team. Yeah. Um, obviously, Christian Pulisic, hopefully he's healthy, but Christian Pulisic with his time in Chelsea. Tyler Adams with his time at New York. Uh, New York. I mean, he did play for New York Griffiths, but play for New York, uh, RB Leipzig. You have obviously uh, Weston McKinney who played for Shelkin, but now playing for Juventus. And he's actually regularly playing for Juventus. He's
1: regularly starting right
0: now. Um, you know, you have Gio Reyna, once again being a he's regular been, player for Dortmund. Yeah, I was like, man, um, he's been coming out. So a lot of these guys are are playing. I mean, they're. That's, it's one thing I understand, like, a lot of people are like, oh, just because they play in Europe doesn't mean they're, they're going to be good. I mean, I understand that if they're just riding the bench majority of the, of the season, then obviously don't call them out because obviously they're not in form. But I mean, these guys are playing. John Brooks is playing. You know, Tim Ream is playing. Anthony Robinson is playing. These guys are playing. They're, they're playing. They're not, they're not just playing in Europe. That They don't have the European allure. It's because they're playing, you know, we, we have a lot of American players playing in Champions League. Like, I mean, these guys are playing. There's a reason why they're getting brought here to play, represent the U.S., and it's because they have shown some sort of form to be hey, let's bring them in um, and let's see what, they, what we can do here for, with this roster. So, I'm going
1: to assume <clears throat> with this following question, who you got on this match, I'm assuming you're going to say the U.S. Yeah, I gotta pick America. I mean, miracle, All right, all right.
0: Well, I agree with you on that one. I, I. Remember. I mean, there, there, there's like as much as people would have questions about the U.S. men's national team. There's so many questions about Panama. Yeah, they're they're honestly they Panama's an also right older. Yeah, but we don't know what they're gonna bring to the table either. Exactly. And then they're they're literally an enigma because you don't know where they're bringing players from. Mm-hmm. We can say they're bringing players from the MLS, but those are the only ones we know of. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because, um, it could be like New Zealand where they bring people from, you know, working jobs. And then next thing you know, these dudes are like fucking hardcore and we don't even know about them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, I completely agree. So, I mean, I want to say U.S. as well, but we'll wait and see, see what happens.
1: As uh, somebody would say, "Anything is possible." Kevin Garnett, baby. Yeah. All right. So, my compatriot over here chose this one. Uh, it's going to be a good match. Um, third match
0: is Colombia versus Uruguay. That's actually a good match. It's it, it sucks knowing that Valverde isn't going to be there. Because, I mean, he, he's going to be out for three months for an injury. Yeah. But, I mean, Uruguay, I, I do have this soft spot for Uruguay. I don't know what it is about Uruguay. I just Mucharruas. like... Charruas. I think it's the Suarez. You got a soft spot for Suarez. No, like, I mean, it goes, it goes pretty way back. Probably Santa Sanchez is probably why. Diego Forlan. Diego Forlan. I mean, another... Great. But Uruguay is always just that interesting team in any competition.
1: Yeah, they're they're um,
0: and I still believe that they have one of the most underrated goalkeepers in the world in Fernando Muslera.
1: Yeah, yeah, but well, he's and, he's kind of old now.
0: He's only like thirty three, and he's and he's a goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying.
0: Like even even as a goalkeeper, I mean, you no, gotta, that's great for a goalkeeper. Uh, well, okay, compared to, Diego de Yeah, even though those are not. <laughs> Uh, especially the, yeah. I uh, said underrated, not, not not like. Well, I'm trying to,
1: I'm trying to say like, um, okay, underrated, um. Uh, I don't have enough time.
0: Give me more time. (laughs) Oh, R.I.P. Dollar Strebeck. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, Jordan Pickford, he's, he's not, he's, uh, he's not underrated, But but he's, but he's young. But he's young. Okay.
1: I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, like, when did age become an issue look, look, look. for goalkeepers? No, no, no. Okay, how about okay, how about Roman Burki He's old. Okay, I will give you that one. But I mean, Fernando Valverde is a pretty good goalkeeper. I don't know what I'm you're not, saying, I'm that he, saying. I'm not saying he's not good.
0: It's just I feel like you're implying that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not implying that at all either. I'm just saying you're seeing a lot of these young goalkeepers coming out. I mean, I really have to compare. You know, Mark ter Stegen. I have to put him out there because he's. Literally, I want to say the best out there right now in the moment. And you kind of have to move ahead with the times. It's just the same way I want to say. All right. So, what's a, Name me an Uruguayan goalkeeper right now that can, that can jump over Ah, uh, I will have to get back to you next week on that one. But <laughs> it, I'm, just, I'm just basically trying to let you know that I don't want Uruguay to end up like Spain did
1: back in, I want to say, what was it, the twenty the 2018 World Cup? Or no, the 2016 World Cup? No, 2014? 2014,
0: 2014 20, um I'm pretty it? sure it wasn't because of Iker Casillas. No, had, no, no, I know. I understand that was a that. bad... No, no, that's what I'm saying. But it's because of all of those players were already of old. They're, they're, they were the exact same players from the previous World Cup that won the World Cup. Okay, I mean, I get all that, but I, I seriously have no fucking idea where this is coming from. No, it's just... Because I said I, Fernando Muslera was a really underrated goalkeeper. you yeah, brought up but, his age, but, but, and then but, somehow okay. comparing... But, but that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, he's getting to that age where I
1: feel no, that you kind of have to...
0: He's in his golden years of a goalkeeper. 33? I don't know. That's where... I, I still, I still, when that experience is... You want an experienced goalkeeper. You don't you want... Do, but, I, I'm waiting, like you said. Name a young Uruguayan goalkeeper who can actually bench Muslera. I can't, because there's not one out there. Okay, so is this like a, a bashing of Fernando Muslera? No, or are we gonna keep it's saying not anything? a bashing, bro. I'm trying. Just, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to let you know wait, how. Okay, my I, mentality is always. You know, my mentality It's always been about the youth, about the agility, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I feel like there's some balls that he can't even get to, like. Uh, for example, what? Well, don't look at me with that face.
1: What the fuck are you talking about?
0: <sighs> Jesus, it's like talking to a brick wall. I might as well be talking to your fucking no, closet but, door. No, but I'm serious. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, wait, when he when they lost to France, like, <laughs> like you expected to beat France? Like, I mean, yes. No, come on, come on. Let's, let's, be, let's be real. It's gonna be hard to see a South American team win a World Cup. At least in the near future, especially with like a lot of players choosing to play for European teams, so I'm I'm sorry, but I know some people are like, oh, you know, because some some kid, someone got mad at me, like, oh, why are you only, why are you why you why you like Spain and why do you like France? And I'm like, look, man, let's face it, let's let's call Spain a Spade. While I do love watching you go to why I do love watching Brazil, why I love watching Argentina and all those teams in
1: South America there's one thing that they can't have that that European has been able to do and that's clearly being able to
0: snatch those dual citizen citizen players.
1: Yeah. I mean, France. I mean, I don't like saying it, but let's face it. A lot of those guys could have been playing for some African countries. Kante, Dembele, other Dembele, Pogba, Mbappe.
0: Mbappe, of course. um titi. um titi,
1: big time. Uh, is Alaba? No, Alaba's I believe Belgium or Austria, Austria, Hungary, Austria. He's Austrian. Yeah. Um, I mean, Boateng is technically Ghana. His brother,
0: yeah, but chose, he's German. Yeah, but his, so is his brother Prince. Prince Boateng. Yeah. yeah, but he chose to play
1: for Ghana. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, let, let, I'm just saying. Let, let's 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 be real. Like I mean, like
0: what if you have like Argentinians who are having Uruguayans or Venezuelan? Tiago, like Tiago, rather play for Spain. Yeah. So I mean, like let's just say let's just call it for what it is. Like the fact that we do have now a lot of dual citizen players, they're gonna choose Europe because they know their best shot at winning a World Cup. They either choose they only choose the choose a national team for two reasons: either they get a chance to play or a chance to win a World Cup. Is not Rafinha actually not? He can also do the dual
1: citizenship thing, but isn't he playing for Brazil? Rafinha? Yeah, he should. Yeah, he ch- he yeah and win. then he's Thiago's brother. Yeah. So it nice. happens. Yeah. But
0: as far as the near future, like their best, the best shot of a of a team from South America to win the World Cup, my money's on Brazil.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that, that's like, what I'm. Am I expecting Uruguay to win the World Cup? No. Am I going to be entertained <laughs> from Uruguay?
1: Yeah. Yes. They got all right, all right, all right. Well, all right. Well, I'm I'm assuming you got Uruguay in this match.
0: Well, or the thing that's Columbia. interesting about the between Colombia and, and Uruguay. Now, last time they faced off against each other was in 2016 for a World Cup qualifier that ended 2-2. But if you go if if you look at the other games, they go back and forth with victories. And the last team to win is Uruguay, who won in 2015, three to nothing. So if the trend continues, obviously it ended with the draw, but if the trend is to continue, I would say Colombia. But the thing is with me is that obviously there's not necessarily the names that you would say for Colombia, aside from James Rodriguez. I do like Muriel. I do like Zapata, the guy, the two, two Colombians that play for, uh, Atalanta. But aside from that, that's probably the only names I could think of. I mean, obviously you have Ospina, the goalkeeper, but. Cuadrado.
1: Oh, wow. I forgot about him. can't believe he did. He doesn't play that much. He was playing this weekend. Out of how many times? Uh, a lot of times. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, I can't really think of any Colombian players out of the top of my head, honestly.
0: I mean, there's a lot of Colombian players that play in Europe. I'm not trying to say that there isn't, but it's just like, I don't know all the names that are popping up right now because I haven't really been keeping up with Colombia. Uruguay. I mean, aside from just they're going to be without Valverde, but they still have, you know, obviously Luis Suarez. They still have Cavani. They still have uh, Maxi Gomez. They still have uh, 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 Torreira. Oh yeah. Uh, they still have Muslera. They still have Godin, one of the best center backs in the world, in oh, Diego Godin. Yeah. They, they're they're stacked. I mean, there's they still have. Yes, there's a lot of older players now, but you still see you're seeing some youth, and I mean. Uruguay did have a pretty good youth youth system as as far as I've I've been able to see. So I mean, I just think I think Udawai, you know, Udawai
1: takes it. All right. And I agree with you. I actually think Uruguay wins it. So you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. All right, man. So let's go ahead and close this show out with
0: Would You Rather? All right. We might have to, like, figure something out as far as uh, maybe changing it up from Witcher maybe do some, like, tier lists or something like that. Tier list <laughs> Or top fives or some something like that. Yeah, uh, we could do that. We're We're definitely running out of Witcher Brothers because <laughs> they're starting to <laughs> start to look, look, look at the same now. All right. Would you rather be a world-leading expert in a single field
1: or ver- or versatile and average? Versatile and average. Okay, why? Well, I mean to know a lot of different things and be average at them. You know, it's, some,
0: it's, it's like trying to be jack of all trades, master of none. Kind of that, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. You could be a mechanic, but you're a, or a decent mechanic. You're average. You know, you know what you're talking about. But then when you get home, or you you go to a second job, you're a master chef. But it's not like oh my god, you're Gordon Ramsay. You know, you're somebody that could be actually maybe. Maybe not the, maybe not the word master chef, just a chef. Yeah. yeah,
1: chef, chef. And then after that, you know, you can actually go play soccer, but you play like Sunday league, you know. Then after yeah. that, you know, you go
0: and play basketball, or you can go ahead and do, um, I don't know, like woodworking. You can actually make um, furniture and stuff so, like what, that. So you you just be you rather be just a jack of all trades and one yeah. master of none. Yeah. Which honestly, I, I completely agree. I, I'm with you on that one. Also, I feel like if there's something annoying about being a world leading expert. Like, I feel like everybody's just going to ask for your opinion on something. And I feel like there's a burden with that. Just like, just, just, just think that like, here's our world leading expert. Like, I mean, like, that's eh, not it. You mean the guy with the crazy hair <laughs> from the History Channel? <laughs> uh... They're asking him about aliens. Oh, <laughs> that guy. Meme? I mean, for some reason, I was thinking you were talking about the the, the other science dude. Uh, Bill Nye the Science. Card. No, not, not obviously. I would know Bill Nye <laughs> uh, 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 the Science guy. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Just because. <I, laughs> was it was it the hair? No, I, I don't know what it what was, was. This a, guy's name. Oh. I'm gonna look
0: the, the 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 hi- crazy alien professor history, history what was it space. Spaces,
1: aliens in history or something? Aliens in history or something. <laughs> he did look like someone that believes in aliens. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to figure it out. Ancient Aliens, I think it was called. Ancient Aliens, that's right. I never watched the show. I never have I. I had to freaking look it up. And then he was like, aliens, and they're like, he just, he just looked crazy. There he goes. He just doesn't have a name. Or in this thing here. Wait, did I get that name right? Was it Neil deGrasse Tyson? I'm gonna look. Yeah, no, it is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yep. Giorgio yep. A. Sucalos. I think that's his. Is... Yeah, that's him. Yup, that's him. Neil Dang, deGrasse. That dude, that dude just looks like he, he just literally drinks bong water. <laughs> well,
0: Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, isn't he like an astronomer? Astrophysicist. Astrophysicist should have known that. I watched the Big Bang Theory. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, he was, but I also actually watched it, so was Raj.
1: But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd rather be a jack of all trades and you know, just be a world-leading anything. No, I agree with you. All right.
0: Be stronger than average or smarter than average? Smarter than average. Well, the gym guy doesn't want to be stronger than average? <laughs> I'm good. I want to be smart. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm stupid as shit, but you know, I, I I have come up with certain ideas where I'm just like, why did I even do that? <laughs> no, I get that. No, you know what's funny when I, when I think of like smarter than average, cause obviously it's not like necessarily like, oh, you're the smartest. You're just obviously smarter than at least most people. Like but your IQ is basically only two points above every average. Basically, it just makes me think of idiocracy. Yeah. Honestly, I thought about Yogi Bear. Than the- <laughs> you had to actually think about it. You actually
1: thought about it. You <laughs> sat down and... I hate you so much right <laughs> now. I, ca- I knew it. I knew you would be like... boo-boo. Yeah. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> <"Hey>, <laughs> hey, Hi, Yogi. All right. look at this picking that basket?
0: All right, Mr. Picking the Basket. So yeah, I would say smarter than average. Smarter than average, all right. All right. Smarter than the average bear, all right. Huge imagination or photographic memory? Photographic memory. I already have the fucking huge imagination. I need the photographic memory. Except of course there there is things you don't you but don't you want would to actually see. Again. But then you can actually find a remember shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, bro, do you know what I did yesterday? Yeah, you were with your
1: kids. I was? Holy shit. I don't remember that. Hm. Like I t-
0: mean, photographic memory just seems like it's gonna be so convenient to have. So I mean I definitely Especially would- when you take a test. Oh, my God. That's, that's like <laughs> what I'm thinking right now, especially going through graduate school right now. God, uh, I, like I, what I would do for some photographic memory. Bro, I wish I
1: could. I wish I could.
0: But then again, I don't think I necessarily have that issue because I'm taking online classes. So, I mean, I literally, while I'm taking the test, I can literally just look at the textbook. So, any of his professors or teachers, anything like that, uh, you heard him here first. You know, he's actually uh, cheating. I, anyway, but don't. Don't you know. hate the player, hate, hate the game.
1: Yeah, all right. I'm pretty damn sure everybody does that now. All right.
0: All right. So live in a world
1: with no disease or income equality? With COVID around here, god damn it. Um, Income equality, I think, would be better. But I mean... I just... (laughs) just,
0: What's funny... Like, I'm, I'm with you. Income equality is what I would go for. But as as I say that, we're basically saying we're we're communists. <laughs> like... Yeah, pretty much. It's like th- that's why I, it, I have to hit my leg real quick, to try to try to do that. Um, I guess you could tell do that test to myself, like try to answer as quick as possible instead of thinking about it. So I'm just like hitting my leg, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I just. But it's just so funny to me because, like, when I think about it, it's like, like this could be like one of those, like, you know, just a really high thought, like, man, dude, what if we live in a world or everybody gets paid the same. And then you're just like, that's communism. (laughs) It's like literally communism. (laughs) Everybody gets paid $500 a week. I think that's average. Well, it depends on the freaking wages everywhere. I mean, think about it. You got freaking apartments and you got studio apartments costing like $2,000 over there in California.
1: Yeah.
0: While over here, they're like 500, 700 bucks maybe. And and we think that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, holy
1: shit, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> it's just funny that like when people think about it, <laughs> income equality, just, anyway, just say it out loud, and then you're like, fuck, this is communism. <laughs> like, this is literally communism. Everybody starts. Living well, okay, place. not literally communism. It's a snippet of communism, but basically that's what communism
1: is. Right. Uh, <laughs> please forgive us. Don't
0: come. Don't, don't get us. Well, well, now we got Biden now as president. Well, technically we have a few more months of Trump, but then we have Biden in January.
1: I wonder what he's going to do
0: in these couple of months. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's going to fuck some shit up. He's like, oh, get ready for some shit, boyos. I'm going to
1: fuck you up. (laughs) You you know
0: know what they say is like, uh, leave it better than than how you found it. Oh, he's about to shit this whole, this is going to be a shit storm. This is gonna be like a stack of paperwork for, for Biden. Be like, hey, man, he's probably gonna leave all that shit from like December 31st. And then he's be like, all right, I'm about to just, he's this is just all due like, hey, tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, it freaking looks like an encyclopedia standing on his desk. It's like, oh. oh, yeah, by the way, this is all, This is, I was supposed to do this by tomorrow. I asked
1: for the extensions and they got approved. So you're welcome. And be like, the extension was tomorrow. Do Bye. Do. <laughs> I was like, this dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, never be rejected again or never fail again? Never. I don't know, man.
0: <sighs> been rejected so many times, it's kind of a common, so never be rejected
1: because I feel like, I don't know if you saw that Pitbull thing, the Pitbull video of him talking about failing, but it's actually not really failing. It's just building
0: you up. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, because I would definitely say never be rejected again. Not, not for, well, I mean, we've all experienced rejection before, but I mean, like, rejected for jobs. Yeah. I mean, but like, it, the, the, to me, like, failure is, is, is a good thing because obviously you learn from it. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, for me, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with well, failing. Well, well you, let, let's just put it, let's rephrase it. If you work at it after failing, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, because there's there, there's failing. some people there's some people that like, oh, I failed. I'm never doing this. Yeah, and then there's, there's people like, all right, well, now I know what I'm not supposed what I to need do to work on in time to, you know, next yeah, so, time, next time around, this ain't gonna happen. That's why I'm like, you know, I'd rather. Really so I definitely fail. would
1: say never be rejected again. So yeah, same. <sighs> oh thanks a lot, Hector. What? Finish the high note. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> that was my sneeze. And even
0: my sneeze didn't wake up robo. So if I woke you up while our, y'all we're snoozing around in our
1: broadcast, cool. <clears throat> Are you trying to imply that we're boring? Uh, we were talking, dude. We were talking about communism. I fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you uncultured fuck, but all right. <laughs> Anyways, so that's the show. I want to give a shout out to Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, obviously go ahead and check out their website at unhingesn.com check us out on Thursdays at um, 11am but also stay there for the other great programs that they have available Yes, indeed. so make sure you guys check them out on their website and of course also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinge also shout out to Alejandra Gomez Alejandra
1: what
0: the fuck was that? I
1: don't
0: know Uh, for creating our logo that apparently everyone will sing her name for Alejandra, And if you're interested in in a, in, a, in having someone create your logo, obviously Alejandra, because we're not, we're not going to tell you to go anywhere else except for Alejandra, um, check her out on her Instagram at Ale Gomez Graphics. Uh, just slide into her DMs and tell her that you're looking to have a logo done. And and when she has what you want to do, just say golf queen and you're good. He did the finger thing. He did the finger thing. I seriously have no fucking idea what you're talking <laughs>
1: I'm this finger thing?
0: Is it my finger that like standing out right here on my phone?
1: No, oh, the, the other hand. Literally doing nothing with my hand. Anyways, move on. See? Your obsession with my hand movements is very disturbing. All right, you're Hispanic. It's 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 it's, it's a given, Salvador. <laughs> what? Just, just go on. All right, and shout out to our producer,
0: our beat maker, our karaoke person, the
1: Atlantico Madrid fan.
0: Roosevelt Spencer.
1: You know we're never gonna let you live this down, Spence.
0: And if, and if you guys want maybe to collaborate with him, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Just slide into his DMs and, and tell him that you know you're an aspiring rapper and that you sound like Lil Wayne. Really? Lil Wayne? I mean, it's a funny story. So, this, all right, so this one guy.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: So, I remember he, well, because he's like, hey, you like rap? I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I listen to rap music. He's like, who? Well, obviously, I was like in middle school at the time. So, it's so, like, oh, who's your favorite rapper? And I was like, oh, you know, um, Ice Cube. And he's like, oh, man, well, I sound like Ice Cube. So, he gave me his demo. And I was like, this dude does not sound anything like Ice Cube. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like the exact opposite of Ice Cube, <laughs> if anything. It was a puddle of water. Basically, <laughs> yeah, <it> melted, <laughs> melted cube. <laughs> but yeah, so like, cause you know, like people that like trying to sell their demo, like or trying to push their demos yeah, to you, they'll, they tell you try to, they'll, tell, they'll tell you anything to get you to pick to pick up their demo. What? Yeah. You like Romeo Santos, bro? I sound like Romeo Santos.
1: Like, <laughs> what? Yeah,
0: <he> <laughs> what really? Like rapping? What the fuck? <laughs> Who's your favorite singer? Who's your favorite rapper? Mandy Moore. Oh, I totally sound like Mandy Moore. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did, you who, Did you even oh, know, man? bro, you have no idea. I sound like Celine Dion. And I hit that. high note like,
1: motherfucker. <laughs> like, what? No, what? Really? Celine Dion? What the hell? Seal? Yeah, I had like, oh, a kiss from a rose.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, jeez.
0: The only thing that was good
1: from that Batman movie. jeez. <laughs> oh, Terror. But, hey, anyways that's the show um, you know it would have been cool to do some, something really
0: interesting for episode 10 but obviously we're still starting so we, we can't get we don't have that clout yet but
1: definitely be doing something getting, in the near getting messy for an interview an On episode 110 hopefully Jesus yeah
0: well, fuck how many years would that take? 110 <laughs> well I guess it won't really take that 110 weeks so like maybe like in two years? No, a little bit over two years. A little over two years. So like in the third year of the, of, of of this show, we'll probably pretty yeah, pretty much hit a hundred and ten. Maybe then we get Bessie. <laughs> that means a hundred episodes. Maybe, maybe yeah. Bessie decides to play for the Dynamo. Who knows? Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, that'd be
0: awesome. If there's one way to make Dynamo fans happy, is probably getting. Oh, messy.
1: bro,
0: yeah. All is forgiven, Gabriel, Brenner, and Oscar, Deloya. If you do that. All this forget. It's not gonna happen. But it's all, it's not, all is forget.
1: It's not gonna happen. Not with these dudes. Not with these dudes. But anyways. So
0: obviously, episode ten. Just obviously a huge milestone, at least for us. So yeah. So everybody listening, thank you. We really do appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. That is really awesome for y'all. All right, and hopefully you guys listen to us next week. When we preview League IMX, because they're also going into their playoffs as well.
1: Yeah, that's actually going to be interesting. So, the Marco Rose episode, in my opinion. Oh, because it'll... Yeah. Number 11. I mean, we can't be doing this for every player. Do
0: <laughs> you
1: want to talk? Well, what did I do? No, I'm saying, like, who would you, you put as number 11? As the episode. I don't even think of like a good. Uh, Brad Davis from the Dynamo.
0: Oh my. I mean, Lord. he was like, he made number 11 something special for the Houston Dynamo. I mean, it's been shitted on ever since, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's something special for number 11 for the Dynamo. All right, guys. I hope you all have a good night. All right, man. So, yeah, catch us next week when we go ahead and break down the Liga MX playoffs and give you guys our previews for that. And uh, uh more crazy hind cheeks that me you and know, we're probably going to get more heated conversations. Maybe some more bets on the way. But oh, we'll, we we shall see. So, take good take good care everybody. Have a good week. All right. Take care guys.